Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Monday, the 1st of May, a kick and a punch for the 1st of the month. And as usual, with all the information contained in this podcast, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right, well, let's kick things off. As always, with the scores on the doors, we have the Dow Jones closing above 34,000, 34,098, up 272 points, 0.8 of a percent kicking the weekend into gear in fine style for the US market. The Nasdaq, not quite as good, but uh, it had had a pretty good run previous to that, up 0.69%, 84 points, 12,227. That Dow Jones had a high of 278 and a low of minus 98 so closing pretty close to its high of the day, the S&P 500, best of the bunch actually, up 34 points or 0.83%, 41.69. Meanwhile, the VIX volatility index continued its slide down 7.3%. No worries out there apparently, 15.78 the VIX volatility index. Meanwhile, in Europe, we had the stock 600 up 0.6, FTSE up 0.5. Germany up 0.8, France up 0.1. Looking at our SPY futures, good day in store for us today, up 54 points. Uh, But hopefully it will be a little better than uh, Friday's effort, which started well and just gradually drifted and wimped throughout the day. 17 points up on Friday, 54 points up today potentially. So could be a good day in store for us, 0.7 of a percent there. In the US stocks, Apple up 0.8, Meta up 0.7, Google down 0.3, Microsoft up 0.8, Amazon down 4%, Tesla up 2.6, Netflix up 1.3, US banks, JP Morgan up 0.9, Citigroup up 1.2, Goldman up 0.5, Bank of America up 1.4, Wells Fargo up 0.2, and Block, the artist formerly known as Square, was up 0.4 of a percent. Looking at the commodities on Friday, Brent crude had a good night, up 1.57%, $1.23.79.51. The WTI price, West Texas, was up two bucks, uh, 2.69%. Gold price was up a dollar forty or double oh seven point oh seven percent. Platinum doing nothing. Copper up 0.3, nickel up 0.6, aluminium up 1.8, zinc up 0.3, lead up 2.1, and ton up 1.3%. We are still seeing the iron ore price a little bit pressured. It was down slightly, and I do mean slightly, but we did see a bit of a rally in the lithium price. That'll get a lot of people very excited. Up 4.2% in the lithium price. US bonds, we had the 10-year yield falling to 3.433. We had the two-year yield 4.021, 7.6 basis points lower. And the Aussie 10 falling away, 3.271. Certainly the uh, view now is that the RBA will pause tomorrow. Of course, this is a big week for central banks. We have the US uh, Federal Open Market Committee reporting on Thursday our time. Um, Tuesday and Wednesday is the meeting their time. So we'll get to hear from Jerome Powell. And of course, we've got the RBA meeting ourselves tomorrow 
Tuesday at 2.30, the pronouncement there on interest rates. But certainly, it is widely anticipated that the RBA will leave rates on hold, especially as we have seen a slightly better environment for inflation in the last few weeks. All right, looking at uh, overseas mining stocks, BHP pretty much unchanged, Rio up half a percent, Freeport McMoran up 1.2, Alcoa up 2.4, Tech up 1.3, Anglo up 0.7, Glencore down 0.9, Vale up 0.6, not really very exciting citing at all in international mining stocks. Albemarle down 0.3, so nothing very special there. So um, last week we had the S&P 500 up 0.8 of a percent and 0.9% for the week. It is now up 8.6% year to date. Uh, the Nasdaq was up 0.7% on Friday, making it up 1.3% for for the week. As far as the earnings season goes, which has been the reason, I guess, for the US rally, uh, JP Morgan strategist uh, Bram Kaplan had this take on the latest quarterly results. He said, with about 50% of the S&P 500 companies having reported, earnings are tracking better than analysts had anticipated, given they had been uh, pretty uh, down on the prospects for earnings. Not exactly a massive surprise. Earning growth is at uh, minus 1% year-on-year so far. Consensus estimates calling for minus 8% year-on-year at the start of the earnings season. So it looks like everyone got way too bearish on earnings. Companies have reported healthy top-line growth, plus 4%. And a higher percentage of companies are beating estimates than in prior quarters. 71% are beating earning estimates versus an average of 67% over the last four quarters. We do have another busy week, of course, for Q1 earnings. 25% of the Russell 1000 names by market cap are expected to report. In other news, we did see ExxonMobil shares hitting an all-time high on the results, up 1.3%. Chevron up 1%. Intel uh, was up 4% on its results and improved margins, and those bond yields dipping before the federal meeting Tuesday and Wednesday. We get to hear that, of course, our time on Thursday. Berkshire Hathaway's Charlie Munger told the FT in an interview that banks are saddled with bad loans, signalling trouble ahead in the US commercial property market. He said a lot of real estate isn't so good anymore. We have a lot of troubled office buildings, a lot of troubled shopping centres, a lot of troubled other properties. There's a lot of agony out there. So interesting there. And of course, the big news over the weekend was First Republic, which is set for a rescue, some sort of rescue package. Hopefully this rescue package will be announced before the US market opens on Monday. Currently, US futures are flat. JP Morgan Chase, PNC Financial Services and Citizens Financial Group were amongst some of the banks working on final offers after the Federal Deposit Insurance Corp stepped in. And in our market today, we do have April Core Logic dwelling prices. We also have April M1 inflation at 11am. And ANZ, indeed, April job ads at 11.30am. In news out this morning, Omni Bridgeway has provided a portfolio update as a, at the 31st of March. 
EPV up 4.4% quarter on quarter to 31.1 billion. Argosy AGY has uh, given us an update this morning on its uh, Rincon 2000 tonne per annum operation. Uh, commissioning and ramp up works progressing, ramp up towards continuous production operations targeted from end of Q2 calendar 2023. Deterra Royalties out this morning has reported Q3 royalty revenue 59.8 million versus a quarter ago of 45.5. And Transurban has guided to full year distribution per share of 58 cents. Prior was 57 cents. Judo Capital has upgraded its underlying net interest margin guidance the second half of the fiscal 2023 to 3.3% to 3.5% and it affirmed expectations on other metrics. It posted 86.7 million in profit before tax for nine months to March and the average cost of new term deposit over the past month is at the top end of its through the cycle expectations of 80 to 90 basis points over the bank bill swap rate. They said their asset quality remains strong with no write-offs during the quarter. Our provision coverage now sits at 1.11% of the general ledger. Bellevue Gold reports drilling results including 4.9 metres at 91.5 grams of gold from 46 metres. And Immutep has obtained approvals from PEI to initiate open-label Phase 1 trial of FD and Bavencio in metastatic urethelia carcinoma. Southern Cross Media Managing Director and CEO Grant Buckley to step down effective the 30th of June. And Pinnacle Investment Management issues a business update. Total affiliate funds under management were 89.2, which was up from a quarter ago of 83.2. We've got news from uh, Telex Pharmaceutical this morning announced additional positive results from its Phase 3 Zircon study. And... uh, Best and less, another takeover offer here, uh, BBRC, which is basically Brett Blundy, who already has 16.45% of best and less, is offering $1.89 in cash, which is below where they closed on Friday. He has got together a buyer's consortium and... Um, also, the largest shareholder, Allegro, which holds 32.4%, and Chairman Jason Murray, 8.3%, intend to accept the offer. So it looks like that is a done and dusted deal, but it is at a discount to the last traded price. Adore Beauty Group has issued a trading update. Q3 revenue, $41.3 million. Active customers, 793000 and we have Appen, uh, the CFO Kevin Levine steps down. Helen Johnson appointed replacement, effective today. And Parenti uh, subsidiary AUMS has secured a $630 million UMA JV contract with Newmont at Scubica for five years. Question of the day today. What is your favorite bank? What is the one that you choose put your money in to invest in do you pick one or do you pick a series or a couple of the big banks of course we've got the big results coming in the next week or so for all four although commonwealth bank is quarterly 
update and of course we do have Macquarie as well. So which is the bank that you put your hard-earned cash into investing in uh, and what is the reasoning I guess behind that? Well that's it from me, thanks very much for listening, have a great day and of course may the trading gods be with you.